Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. I want you to be a new and upcoming, well, new to me. He might have been around for a while. Um, UFC fighter named Hassan, the bounty hunter. And Hassan, before we start, can you turn whatever that is in the background down so people can hear really well and we don't get right. feedback? One second, one second. I think it's because I got you on. All right, can you hear me better? Yeah, and get me off speaker, please. Yep, you're off speaker. Okay, cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what this one about. I've been working hard all, shit, really all fucking year. And this week right here for me was rough because I was going from city to city. One show's here, getting on the plane early in the morning, going to another city, got to Harvard, Connecticut. Um, got a little sick. Well, I mean, sick, not COVID or nothing. Um what people don't know sometimes, I, when you take showers and go right out, you can get a cold easily if you don't really put tissue in your ears. And what people don't understand is, see, when you take a shower, wash your head, and you go out, and it's still cold, and then Syracuse, Albany was like October, it was cold. So it was really getting me under the weather, and that cold air getting your ear messed up my throat, et cetera. And I was feeling a little ill. So yesterday at my show, which was on Saturday, I'm doing the show. The young man, the fact they were brothers, was sitting in the front row. I didn't really bother them too much, whatever. I was just really dropping game and knowledge, the whole thing. And I think that was the show the lady passed out when mm-hmm. the show started. And it was still amazing because I didn't realize the lady passed out again until I got to my hotel, I'm like, wow, that was a good show because that lady passed out and we still was able to give a good show. And afterwards, I take pictures and all this good stuff. And this young man introduced me to his son, and they looked like brothers. So that's how good they look. And he told me about his fighting. I was going to try to make his fight for July 2nd. I'm in Tampa, Florida at the Improv. So if you're in the area, make sure you come through. So this young brother's thing, and I want people to follow him. So, but Hassan, let's, let's tell me what you, where you're from. Tell the people where you're from, how you got into USC. Find your father told me that you used to play football, think you used to box or whatever. I want to talk about your journey up to now, and I just see where your mind is, and you know, because I really think you got potential to be a great athlete. So let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I knew. I moved out to Springfield, Massachusetts, where my father was at. Uh, I came out here because, as a youth, I was getting in trouble in New York. So I moved okay. out. To, I moved out to Springfield, Massachusetts, to live with my dad to help me get on the right path. So I came out to Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, I went from New York being suspended for over about 120 days in school. I missed to come to Springfield, Massachusetts, and I graduated high school. Uh, in high school, I played football, wrestling, and I also ran track. Wow. Football, uh, my team, we made it to the playoffs one year and to the Super Bowl the other year. I was an All-American linebacker for the High School of Commerce. Uh, I went on wrestling. I, I had over 100 career wins in wrestling. I won wow. Western Mass twice. That's for the area where I live at. And I won states once. After that, I went on to college. Um, I was never that good with academics, but sports gave me that extra push to actually go to college. So right. Once I started playing football, that got me to college. I went okay. to the University of Massachusetts. Um, it's former known Victor Cruz went there. That's a big athlete that came out of that school. Yeah, I was just thinking about him the other day and how I know he wished um, that that the other guy never came to that team. What was the dude that um, that won the Super Bowl with the L.A. last year? The wide receiver who did the one-hand catch? Odell Beckham. If Beckham would have never came to New York, Victor Cruz would still be working. That's, that could be true. 
Yeah, because um, Beckham came in and destroyed it, and that one hand catch just made everybody forget Victor Cruz. But that's a whole other story. Keep going with your story. I'm sorry. All right, so I went to the University of Massachusetts. I played there for one year. Uh, I didn't start or anything like that. I was a freshman. Um, unfortunately, I messed up academically, so I left that school. And from there, I went on to um, community college. But okay. I didn't stop. I didn't stop playing sports. I still played like flag football stuff like that. And then I, from there, I just went. I started working. Okay. Um, I'm a full-time correctional officer at the Hampton County Sheriff's Department. Okay. I've been doing that for five years, you know, just working, being an adult, making money. And then one day I just got bored again, and I was like, you know what? I want to do something I always wanted to do, and I was fighting. I always right. wanted to do MMA, and when I was younger, I told my dad, yeah, I want to try MMA. He was like, nah, that's crazy. We're not doing that. Don't do it. Right, right. I left it alone. And then, like, I always watched it. Every Saturday night, I'm watching it. And I just kept telling myself, yo, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, had tougher fights as it's fighting now. I could do this. Right. Like, I could do this. And then I just started training. I've been training for a year. Um, I got three fights under my belt right now. I'm three and zero as an amateur. Okay. My last my last fight was for an amateur heavyweight title. I won the fight. I fought a guy that was five and four, and I was coming in two and zero. He had right. his record was five and four, so he had nine fights in total. I only had two fights. He right. was the favorite because he had the experience over me. Uh huh. So coming into that fight, it was a tough fight. It went all five rounds. Uh, went into the championship rounds, which I won the last two rounds, championship rounds, and that's how I gained the title. Right, right. So that's the beginning of my journey, and that's how my MMA career is going so far. July 2nd, I will be defending that title out in Plymouth, Massachusetts, on okay. the promotion, promotion Cage Titans. Okay, okay, totally understand. Now, what do you do for your workout? Like, do you run, do you jog? So I do cardio is big for me because yep. you, one thing about the sport you want to have a gas tank. So a normal workout for me is I start out by stretching. Stretching is number one. You got to stretch. Okay. okay. So I get up. Um, to make it simple for the people at home, if you want to be new to working out. Go to YouTube, type in five-minute stretch, five-minute, ten-minute ten yoga stretch. Anything mm. you see, that's how, that's how I always started my stretching because I don't like to stretch, but I know I need it. There's going to be things in life, no, things in life you, you don't like. Uh -huh. I haven't stretched in years, and it's something that I need to do, and I'm so glad you're saying that. And when we done, text that to me. Because even though I work out, I don't stretch the way I should stretch. Oh yeah, that's and, and I and I have a little sciatic nerve in my lower back that every now and then it adds up. I first got it in Hawaii um, years ago, and it comes and goes every now and then. But I not too many people inspire me. I'm always inspiring everybody else. But I want you to know you have just inspired me to start stretching because this morning, because I'm still kind of sick, this morning I made sure I went to Walgreens and got my icy hot roll-on to put on mm -hmm. that spot for my long trip tomorrow. But tomorrow I'm going to make sure I truly stretch. But I like what you're doing. So you do your five minutes. You do it every day? Every day. Every okay. day. Wake up in the morning. Even if I'm not working out, I get that stretching every okay, day. Okay, five minutes is not bad. Oh, no, right before your shower. Get up in the morning a little earlier than you normally would. Go on YouTube. Type in five-minute basic stretch. You're going to find something. Okay. They're going to have the, the modified version for you if you're new to it, and they're going to have the regular version right there. You just get a stretch in, and, and right there, go take a shower after that. Your day okay. going to feel different. Your body feel loose. You just feel ready for whatever's about to happen that day. Wow, okay. So normally I start my day off with a stretch, and then I go for a run, three to five miles run. Okay. Nice, nice little light jog, 
steady pace, just heavy breathing, nice sweat going. Uh-huh. And, then, and then from there, I would head to work. After work, I go straight to the gym. We have a gym at work. So okay. I go to the gym. Uh, right now, I'm doing mainly like deadlifts, squat, bench, pull-ups, dips is mandatory. Those are my okay. favorite two workouts, pull-ups and dips. So okay. I'm just doing a lot of... A are lot you good of, at doing pull-ups? Oh, yeah. That's my number one workout. I can't do a pull-up, yo. That's my... That's my number one workout right there. Okay, that's always been a dream of mine. So a way you can start doing pull-ups, if you ever go to Planet Fitness, they got that machine where, like, it's a pull-up machine and you put the weights on it and it's helping you lift up. That could right. be a starter to doing push-ups right there. Okay, okay. Also, if you get dips, are you good at dips? I haven't done dips in years, but... Like I said, I don't do the regular workouts like I used to. Like my workout, I used to put three and four hours in, right? And then I realized as I got older, I don't need to do that much time in the gym. Nope. Like I used to always think a lot of hours, a lot of hours, and I used to think it was impressive when I tell people, yeah, I worked out four hours a day, five hours a day. Well, I did the Stairmaster for an hour or hour 15. It doesn't fucking matter. I got I do six solid workouts when I go to the gym. Three upper body, three lower body. Right. Cardio is not included. Cardio is separate. Right. So bench press, pull-ups, and dips would be my upper body for the day. Mm-hmm. Squats, deadlifts, and power cleans would be my lower body for the day. There's just six solid workouts hitting every muscle in your body. Right. And then to top it all off, this is the key. And a lot of people don't do this workout. And you can just go in there and, and do little laps. Get in the pool. Yeah. Get in the pool. You can walk totally back and agree. forth. Jog in place or just swim laps, and that's working every muscle in your body. Yes, I agree. Now, that's something I used to do. I haven't swam in a year. I've been so damn effing busy. I got in the pool this year uh, maybe one time. But, um, yeah, the swimming thing is key. And I've been blessed because, like I said, I'm in my 60s, and you would think I was benching 350. But what I've done is I went from doing two to 300 push-ups a day to really now doing just maybe 110, but I do it every day. Or if I, my body feels bad, I go every other day. Now, how tall are you? Because you was a big boy when you were standing next to me yesterday. I'm only 6'1". Wow. So, we okay, then I must be shorter. Than, cause we, was we the same height or you were just big? Uh, I had on I had on some Air Forces too. They give you a little extra height, also, right? Right, Forces. right. So yeah. it probably was the sneakers. Okay, and what's your weight? Uh, two fifty five. Two fifty five. Okay, believe it or not, I used to be that big three years ago. Okay. okay. And what I've been doing, I've been losing about five to seven pounds every year on purpose. But here's what my where I went wrong. I want people to listen to me. I was drinking that muscle milk every day. Mm. And that shit is bad for you. It bulks you up a lot. It bulks you, and it puts water on your body. And I didn't understand what was going on because my friends would say, yo, I thought you was working out. I said, yeah, I am. And they're like, nigga, you look big in the motherfucker. And it wasn't like I was in shape big. It was, I looked fat. Mm-hmm. And it took years to get that muscle milk off me, yo, for me to slim down. It took years. So I, I finally got it down. And like I said, when I got it this morning, you was definitely on my mind to do this interview. And I said, I wanted to show you love. And, you know, we're not done yet. I just wanted to show you love and everything. Now, how's the relationship with you? 
you and your dad, because it seems like he truly loves you. And I, I wanted to see that. Um, I love what I saw. And he, the way he looked at you when he introduced you to me was just amazing. Oh, the relationship with my dad is dope. You know, it's it's a great relationship. As you can see, my dad looks pretty young. He's 41. Right. He's 41. I'm 28. So we have a great relationship. It's more like a big brother. It's, right. It's like it's it's just it's it's hard to explain because legit my dad taught me a lot in life. He took me from New York, brought me out here and taught me how to be a man. I was when I was younger, I wanted to build my own path and do things my way. And mm-hmm. when I moved out here, he still allowed me to do that, but he also guided me. Like just when I first moved out here, his rules was, listen, your job is school right now. I don't care what you do. I just want you to go to school and take care of that business. That's right. your job. So he also allowed me to do my thing also. And if I was messing up, he would tell me, listen, you messing up. You got to get this right. Right, right. And put me back right. on that path. So yeah. that that relationship with my dad, it's 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 so tough to explain because you know he he he's a leader and also a follower when it comes to me because if I say dad right now I want to be a model never modeled uh-huh. in my life he gonna say let's do it I, okay, I got you I like that I'm I'm behind you 100 percent let's do it right now, I want to be an astronaut let's go how we get this okay. started. So that's the relationship me and my dad have. He's behind me 100%. I'm right. He'll let me know, all right, you're doing right, you're doing good. When I'm wrong, he'll let me know. Mm-hmm. You're doing wrong, let's let's get this together. And that's, that's my biggest supporter and the same for him. He want to do something right now, we're going to go for it and get it. Uh, that's my best friend. As you can see, we, we out every show together. I call right. him before I call anybody else. You want to take a trip? Let's go. Right, right. Now, how, how did he explain are. to you? How did y'all guys hear about a, about TK Kirkland? I'm, I'm interested in that. Oh man, T- I heard TK Kirkland on YouTube. No, actually, Pandora Radio is how I first okay. heard of you. Right. And from there on out, I have been following you. Like that's my second time seeing you at the Funny Bone. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yep, you came out a few years ago. Right. You came out a few years ago, and I made that that, that show. So I'm the fan. Like, it was my birthday the other night. Okay. The whole table, we was out celebrating my birthday. And it's like, every time you come to town or you local, I'm there. Like, I I know stories from Jersey City when they gave you the the street name, how you were nervous at first. You didn't think you was going to get it because of your background, your history. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've been listening to you for a while. Oh, that's awesome, yo. Yeah, I, I, I like to hear that. Now, what I noticed in journeys from Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant, some major stars and great athletes, how is your father teaching you about emotion? And game. Now, most people take the word game like it's a derogatory statement, but let me show you what I mean. Game is teaching you the ability that once you start fucking, how to control your emotions when you fall in love, if the girl turns out to do you wrong, if the girl cheats on you, or if you cheat on her. How the, I want to know how you're handling that part because. Most athletes, when they're on their way to be successful and entertainers, and even if you're a supervisor or just a good person, men and women, but since you're on the phone, I'm just talk about men, um, fall in love so hard that if a female does them wrong, they want to hurt the girl, they want to hurt themselves, they cry to the point that they lose weight. They become depressed. And I want to know if you're strong in that area. That's what I want to know right now. I mean, for me, so one thing with me and females, 
growing up at first, like I said, I grew up in New York. I was with my mother. I, I came out to Mass to live with my dad later on in life. So I grew up with a single mother, and I also had three little sisters. So mm-hmm. I was always I was always the protector. I'm the oldest brother. I'm the oldest. Right. So I was always the protector. And for me, when it came to love and everything, when I was younger, that was always hard because I couldn't see someone that wasn't family able to love me the way I love my mom and my sisters. I okay. couldn't see that from someone that didn't know me. So even when the first when I first fell in love, I didn't understand it or know it because I wasn't used from used to having love from someone that wasn't a family member of mine or someone that I knew one hundred percent had my back. Mm-hmm. So my so being that love at young when I was younger, I kinda kept it on a back burner. It's like it was there but I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't I didn't crave it. I didn't want it because I didn't fully understand it or I didn't know if it was real. So when I finally had a female that showed me that she was a rider for me and she's there to support me, do this, do that, that's when I I started to love. But my dad always told me, you know, like, first thing he told me about love when I had my first heartbreak, if it's real, it's going to come back around. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, Don't rush it. Don't go out there chasing for it. If this is real, it's going to come back around. Mm-hmm. And another thing he told me, when, when you do got someone real that's going to stick by your side, if you're going to do dirt, just know it comes with a lot of consequences. Mm-hmm. So if you're the one doing the dirt and you putting yourself in that situation, you're causing these consequences on yourself. So that's something you're going to have to deal with. Right. True. So that's the game he gave me on love, you know, and, okay. and he's also the man, like, he put that first condom in my hand and just told me, listen, this is what you're going to use at all times. This, right, this is what right. you do. You, you use these. Right. Because so you don't have no children? No children. Awesome. No children. Awesome. Awesome. And how old are you? I just turned 29. Ah, that is, I'm jealous, but, but I'm jealous, but happy for you. Cause my son is the same way. And even though I love yeah. my kids, um, I can't be there for everybody the way I want to, because everybody's stretched out all over the place. And this is my life, right? I th- I have a great life. My kids are doing well. They're ambitious. And I wish I could spend a hundred percent with everybody, but guess what? It's not humanly possible. Right. And that's what I want young men to hear about when we was growing up, we really think, ah, being a player is cool and you kicked with this person, you kicked with that person, but in actuality, you're really wasting your time. You're wasting your time and you're really hurting people that really might want to be around you 100%. Because no disrespect to the mothers. The mothers, don't, you know, sometimes may not have to raise the kids, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? And then sometimes, you know, you, you might have a cool dad and you wish you could spend more time with him, but his life is just that way. So I've learned to accept my life. Like, uh, I'm there for all my children. Uh, I wish everybody the best. Um, but you got to be strong in this game called life and whether people, kids get mad at their mother or their dad, the thing with your life to the young men who are listening and women is that you just still got to do your best because some people cop out and say, oh, my dad or mother wasn't around, right? Right. In actuality, you know right from wrong. You learn it. You know if you make good decisions, you're going to win. If you make bad decisions, you're going to lose. That has nothing to do with a mother or father. It's called common sense. And what's so crazy about having common sense is that you mess around and be with people who uh, it's a a punishment because we are dealing with people who don't have common sense. Right. 
So you, you understand? So, like, when I saw you, I, I just felt a good spirit. And when you hit, sent me the address, I mean, the date that you was going to be um, fighting, as soon as you said it, I knew I was working that day. I knew it. And I said, damn, I'm working. And I just said I wanted to reach out to you um, to show you love. Now, so now, what is your your vision now? What do you want to do with the with this UFC thing? What do you want to do with um, your career in correctional facilities? The 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 goal, far as work, the goal is you know the goal is to retire, as far as work to to put my time in there, retire, you know, buy a nice house, relax. Mm-hmm. But as far as my career and fighting. My career is just starting, um, but okay. the, the the goal is to make it, you know, to make it mm-hmm. to the point where I can change my life and also my family life. That's the right. goal. So now, can the, you make a lot of money in UFC fighting? Yes, there's there's a lot of money to be made in UFC fighting. There's okay. a lot of money to be made in fighting in general because, like, my window is so open. Like, I'm willing to... It's steps to it. You got okay. Bellator, you got UFC, you got boxing. Like I'm, I'm open to everything. I okay. am open to everything. When it comes to fighting, I'm a straight dog with it. I, I'm, I'm willing to step in there and, and get it done. I so like the that. goal is, the goal is to ultimately reach a level where I'm changing lives. Like okay. I want to aspire my little brother. I want to inspire my cousins. I want to change lives in my family and also right. around the world. Show people, like, listen, I started here. Now I'm all the way here. Mm-hmm. And just hard work and dedication. Just keep putting that work in and eventually it could happen. Now, are you mentally happy? Yes. Then you're going to win. Oh, yes. Yep. When you are mentally happy... You're going to win. Now, you still dating now? Yes, I am dating now. Okay, and she's a, and she's mentally good for you? Well, 100%. And let me tell you why. When I see athletes in their 20s, football players, basketball players, they get married or truly fall in love. They don't have the, the knowledge like you just said. So when I see them have a bad game, when I see them doing something crazy, I say, oh, man, that girl got to them. Because right. some young men some young men are not ready to be in a relationship. They think they're ready to be in a relationship. Because they get in a relationship, but they're still fooling around, right? Right. The girl is truly in love. She's going to check your phone. Now you're going to have a fight the night before a game. Mm-hmm. Now you go to this game all fucked up in the head, emotionally confused, and you're not playing right. And I've been around so long, I know who is fucking up. And I go, damn, I wish they could have just stayed single because you wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And let me give you one good example. Tiger Woods mm. was a great golfer until he got caught cheating. And when he got caught cheating, he has never been the same. And then Tiger Woods also made bad choices in women. I'll give you an example. Tiger Woods didn't marry a CEO of a corporation or a woman who was ambitious that was on his level, which I call right. equally yoked, right? Right. Tiger Woods used to go into his friend's house, who was just as wealthy as him, and started fucking his maid, the nanny. The nanny, on a different level than him. Exactly. So he's fucking her, blah, 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 and she winds up getting pregnant. Right? She winds up getting pregnant. Now, when he gets caught cheating, she sues. And she walks away with over $100 million. 
Now, we're talking about nanny nigga. And my point that men, and no disrespect to the title, ladies and gentlemen, I just want people to hear what I'm saying. Janet Jackson would never go over to her friend's house and see a nigga who's valet parking the car. And said, I like the way that nigga parked them vehicles. <laughs> Not at all. Let me fuck this nigga and plus have a baby with this nigga. And then if I cheat, I'm going to give this nigga $100 million. You just don't hear men, you just don't hear women doing that shit. And that's the shit that I'm making. I'm saying, I want men to be in love. I want women to be in love. But I want motherfuckers to make great decisions, meaning I'm not saying that a woman being a nanny is wrong. I'm saying that if everybody went to the table and you put down what you're bringing to the relationship and my pile is bigger than your pile, if I was your advisor in stock, right, and I said, Hassan, listen, you know, we got um, American Airlines here. We have um, Delta Airlines, and we have Spirit. And Americans look good, but Spirit is doing well right now. Americans falling off. My goal is to teach you where to put your money. Right. These are the same things in relationships. you got to take the love out and see what it's really worth if you're going to invest your time. And people need to be equally yoked. Now, there are some people who say, who I call them, um, they invest aggressively, meaning they don't really care. They, they're just going to go all in. And when it's all over, they just deal with the consequences. Well, guess what? That's half of the world. And to prove my point, ladies and gentlemen, get in your car today, which will be Monday when this comes out, and drive downtown to divorce court, drive downtown to domestic violence, drive downtown to child support, and you will see a line around the corner unless they are scheduled. But go down every Monday and see how packed it is in your city. And you'll see people who have made bad choices because it really, if you took your time, you kind of could figure it out. But people get married and not financially prepared. People have sex and nothing women knowing that the girl may not have her shit together, knowing that the man may not have his shit together. People get together and the man ain't never took the girl out of town. The girl ain't never went no motherfucker where. But everybody won't fall in motherfucking love. Knowing that cable getting cut off on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to make this a relationship episode because I do this enough. It's I had to go this direction because you're a young man, you're handsome, you're strong. And I wanted to make sure that even though your girl could probably fuck your brains out, you got your mind set on lots on how to win, how to stay focused in the gym, how to know to go for walks and have peace of mind. I want you to start doing that too, go for walks and have peace okay. of mind. You know, go for nice walks and Keep your phone in your hand, but try not to talk too much on the phone. And just right. enjoy that walk. That's for you. And you that's another thing that'll make you feel amazing, them walks. And um as long as you got a female that doesn't that's not nagging, that's not um emotionally draining, then you can win. And you seem like a faithful guy. You don't seem like you're a cheater or a player or anything of that nature. Not at all. Like the yeah. lady, my, my my girl, you know, she she supports me one hundred percent. Like, like for example, she hates that I fight. She doesn't like it. Okay. But 
she's at every fight. When right. I'm promoting my fights, she's promoting it for me. But okay. it's, for her, I think it's more of her seeing me in there, getting hit, and then after the fight, she's seeing me in the pain. Or, you know, after the fight, your body's aching, and then she's dealing with it. So it's more of that that she don't like to see because she mm-hmm. sees the, the effects after. So she supports my fighting 100%, but she don't like it. And right. that's so let me ask you a question. You can take that pain, getting hit in the nose, someone took their knee and hit you in the face. Like, you like all that? You can deal with it? You don't feel it in the moment. Okay. So you will feel – you. some of them hits, you will feel it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. But okay. that blood is running, like the adrenaline is going, and, and you're at war. You You know – it's it's you or him. It's it's like okay. being in the box. It's like okay. you in the box. You you know one of us got to leave this cage, and I'm leaving this cage. Right. So in the moment, you don't really feel it. Later on that night and that next morning, oh, you're sore. You're hurting. You feel everything. Okay. Okay. But in the mix of it all, nah, you just trying to take somebody's head off. Wow. You just want to take their hat off. That's it. Now, do you study your opponents before you fight them? Yes. You watch film. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just like football, basketball, every other sport. You study that opponent. You you see, you pick up on their bad habits. You learn what their favorite combination is, what they like to do, how they move. You study them 100% because they're studying you. If the footage is right. out there, they're going to study you. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's interesting to know. And how long do you study them? Like a week, two weeks? Every day. I probably watch, if I'm, I'm about to fight a guy, if he got a fight out, I probably watch his fight four or five times in one day and pick up something different every time. Like, okay, he, he ducks his head when he's doing this. All right, he like to lead with this hand. All right, when you put him against the cage, he normally, he starts to fold. Oh, he don't like pressure. He don't like when you're coming forward. Like, okay, he's in the stomach. He don't like he don't like belly shots. I could mm-hmm. watch the same, I could watch somebody fight the same video over and over again because you just, you breaking them down. You're just watching okay. them and watching them. And sometimes for me, it builds my confidence. It's like, okay, yeah, he, yeah. I see it. He's timid. He don't like that. Oh, all right. He's good at that. I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to do this. And you just, you break them down. Now, do y'all talk shit to each other when you're fighting? Like how Ali talks shit to Frazier? Does that help? Uh, It all depends on the situation because sometimes you don't know these people. You got got matchmakers that will set the match up, and you won't see the guy until weigh-ins. So you see the guy at weigh-ins. Most of the time, you will stare each other down. Some people are natural shit talkers. That's how they amp themselves up. They get their nerves out that way. Me, right. I like this. Me personally, I like to stare in your soul. I like to look directly in your eyes. And okay. then, you know, I'm gonna stare at you right in your eyes. You blink. Right. That's it. I got you. You nervous? Don't blink. Cause now I'm gonna step a little closer and I'm gonna look deeper into them eyes. Right. Right. There, right. right there and then, sometimes you could check a person out. And you got people that's just natural shit talkers. That's what they do. They 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 run their mouth to build themselves up, which is another right. good thing. Right, that's true. So, so you saw the Ginobili fight, correct? Which one was that? The boxing match that happened in Brooklyn two weeks ago or a month ago. Who Tank was it? The fight. Yes. Tank a little oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. i seen that. Yeah, now... I was there at that fight. Ooh, that was a good fight. And Tank was scared of that boy. That's why he was talking throughout the whole fight. He was nervous. He sure was. I had never seen him like that in his career. He was scared of that boy. But also, if you watch that fight, right, he was nervous, but he was also analyzing him. He he was right. he was boxing smart. 
He was analyzing. He was now. Reading. I'm gonna pause you there. I'm gonna pause you there. It looked like he was analyzing him, mm-hmm. but he was so scared. He was afraid to swing because he didn't know what to do. And then the boy was praying him. Right? See, I didn't know that kid was that much bigger than him until I saw it. Because okay. Tank is small, and when I saw that kid by himself, he was small. But when I saw him next to Tank, I said, oh, this nigga is big. No. But Tank is a great fighter, and if you don't have a strong chant or if you don't come in truly prepared, like the young boy said, he got hit with a clean shot, and you can't get hit with that young boy like that. And I hope oh. they have a rematch. I want Tank to continue winning. I want him to be successful. But when he won, I was truly happy for him because he was truly nervous. When he pushed that boy and weigh in, when he was complaining to the ref during the fight, like he was yelling, screaming yeah. during while he was boxing, I said, what is he doing? i never seen him like that. He was complaining about little things. Yeah. And I've been those nerves out. Long- yeah, I've been on this earth a long time. I know when a motherfucker is nervous. And he was nervous. So that's why when he knocked him out, he was jubilated. He was a happy, happy man. And I was so happy mm-hmm. for him because I know he thought he was going to lose because that was his last fight with Floyd Mayweather. And I was like, did Floyd and them set him up to lose his last fight? And is that the reason also why Floyd didn't show up to the last fight? Because remember, Floyd came to all the fights except that one because that was the last contract fight. That's true. I I, I didn't even pay any mind to Floyd not being there. That's true. Yeah, Floyd is always there, sir. I got you know all these guys I know, and um, matter of fact, Floyd and them gave me my tickets. You know, I didn't have to pay for the ticket. They gave me my tickets to go to the fight, and um, I was there. Had great seats and everything, and um. When I saw that, but again, I was happy. But again, these questions I wanted to ask you, you, you are really in a good position, not just to be a great athlete, but to be a great man and a great person because you have, you're making money, you're right. doing what you love, you've got a good woman, you have no children. Now, what's the goal before you one day, if you ever get married, and what's the goal before you ever have children? What do you need to have, and what do your girl need to have? Let's see if you've been listening to me. The goal for me will be financial stable. I would like to be financial stable for me. The same thing for her. Um, Yep. Even if the fighting thing don't take off, have a great career. My my yep. my career. We both have good careers, yeah. And you know, and we just got to stay strong and build off each other. Yep, you got a good head on your shoulders, but man, that means a lot to me to hear that. I don't hear no mistakes. I don't hear no baby confusion. I don't hear that. Oh, you nutted and how nutted, or that stupid shit, motherfucker. Say the condom broken. I tell women all the time, the condom broke. I say ain't a. A nigga dick that sharp at the tip that could punch through a hole of a condor. You out your fucking mind. But men will sabotage themselves. Mm-hmm. A man will punch a hole in a condom. Fuck the girl and tell the girl the condom broke. She gets pregnant. Now the nigga is mad about the dumbass decision he made to punch the hole in the condom. Now he want to treat the girl bad because she got pregnant. Ain't that some crazy shit? Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and that's insane. And there's women who are listening to this. There's men who are listening to this episode right now who falls in that category. You niggas are fools because the girl was a fool to believe that shit, but the man was a fool to put yourself in that situation. And whether you win the heavyweight championship of the world of the UFC title game, I'm there. Whether you grow to own your own jail one day, whether you grow to get married and have a happy family, 
I want you to know you are a winner because you got all the categories that I think you need intact. And that is so important for young men in your age group. You're not you're not wearing your pants over your ass. Um, not over your ass. Um, you got you're not wearing your pants hanging, showing your ass. Um, you seem very respectful. I enjoyed um, taking a picture. Matter of fact, send that picture to me so I can put it on the post tomorrow when I promote the show. I got to send this over to New York and let the um, team do their editing, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll be up tomorrow by 9 a.m. and I'll send you a copy of this as well. Okay. Now tell the, the world your fighting name. Tell them the location you're going to be fighting. Tell them your Instagram handle so we can get people to follow you, to watch you, watch your journey, and support you. The floor is yours. My name is Hassan Bounty Hunter Graham. You can find me on Facebook at Hassan Graham. Instagram, BKHighs underscore 24, the Bounty Hunter. Okay, and let me know when your fight is. Oh, my fight will be July 2nd, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Its address is 83 Court Street at uh, Plymouth Memorial Hall. Starts at 6 p.m. Heavyweight title will be on the line that night. All right, cool. Now, when you say promote your fights, do you promote your own fights or do you have, a, you have promoters, you have a manager? How does your level, how does, that, how does it work for you? So the promoters promote the whole venue. So the uh, the promotion promote the whole venue because okay. they make their money by promoting it. So since I'm right. an amateur, since I'm an amateur, I only make money off ticket sales. So the more tickets I sell, the more money I make. Okay. So okay. I promote my own fights like Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that, and and you just get it out that way. So okay. yeah, you promote okay. your own. You promote it on your own. Okay, which is interesting. So hopefully you get a lot of people to come. Now, here's the thing. How do they know who comes to see you or is all the money that's in one pot, they split it amongst the fighters, et cetera? How does that work? So it, it works like this. So you could personally contact me on Instagram and buy tickets from me. So at, from every ticket I sell, I get a percentage. Okay, okay. Or, okay. or there will also be a link. If you go on the link, the link is not out yet. I will post it on my Instagram and my Facebook. You could go on the link and you could donate to fighters. You could also, yeah, you donate to fighters basically on that link for it's this particular promotion. Yeah. So once you start getting national attention, does that formula change? Do promoters just say, hey, I'm going to give you a flat fee. You don't have to worry about how many tickets you sell. sell so, or is that on all fights? So as an amateur, it's strictly ticket sales. Once you go pro, it's a flat fee. Okay. So and what's the most a fighter can make? I mean, at at the level I'm at right now, say my first pro fight will be like five hundred, five hundred. I get okay. five hundred to fight, and if I win, that'd be another five hundred on top of that. Okay. So, so right, they so call it a five to five. Eight. So a thousand to whoop somebody's ass, or a thousand dollars to get your ass whooped. There you go. Right now, when you become nationally known, you go when you go pro. What's the the fee on that? No, that's that's pro right there. That's when you first start out as a pro. Okay, so let's yeah. say you. So how do you make a lot of money? How do you get into the hundreds of thousands? That's when you're fighting on the. That's when you're fighting in the UFC. Like the UFC itself, the brand UFC. Okay. You know how, like, yeah, you know how boxing they got Showtime when you're fighting yeah. on Showtime. Yeah. So when you're fighting in the UFC, that's where the big money is at. That's okay. when you're you're up there with the with the Conor McGregor's, the uh, Alessandra. Those are where all the big guys is at. The big names. Now you see what Conor McGregor did, right? He he made a lot of money during that, but he made more money selling that Irish liquor than he yep. ever made in his life. 
Yep. Well, he made the most money fighting Floyd. Right, right. That's but he made more when, money in the liquor though, on compared to what he made with Floyd. Correct. I, I mean, you. I look at it like this: He fought Floyd, right? Made all that money, and then his career starts shaking a little bit because he made all that money more than he ever made in the UFC, and then he came along with the liquor, but he's still living off that Mayweather money. He lost every yeah, yeah, yeah. after that after that Mayweather fight. He lost every fight in the UFC except one. He sure did. He, he beat sure Cowboy, did, but... and everything else he lost. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, the 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 Irish liquor company mm-hmm. paid him in the millions more than the Floyd Mayweather fight to the point uh-huh. they bought him a fucking yacht that's out of this world. Did you see that yacht? I have not seen that yacht. My man, Google McGregor yacht and watch this. It's a speedboat yacht, not no little thing. And that thing is is beautiful, yo. That's nice. Beautiful. Be- I'm talking about beautiful. So I'm ladies and gentlemen, on the bounty hunter. No. Yeah. Check him out, ladies and gentlemen. Support him. Let's see this young man. Just because he's a good kid, trust me when I tell you this, he wouldn't be on the show if he wasn't. Let's support him. Let's wish him well with his journey, that he's just living his dream. He's doing his thing. Let's give him the date one more time. Let's give them your handle one more time, Hassan. Facebook is Hassan Graham. You can find me on Facebook with that. Instagram is BK, BK underscore highs 24. Or also look up Hassan Graham. You'll find me on Instagram. The fight is July 2nd, Plymouth Memorial Hall, Plymouth, Massachusetts. All right, cool. Now, let me get my little shout-outs before we get off. So, ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday, Juneteenth, and also Father's Day, one of the greatest comedy shows I'm, I think I'm looking forward to, even though right now today my ass is tired. I'm resting a whole day. I'm not even getting on the plane. I'm taking a whole day to rest my body. But I'm going to be at the Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C., and when I tell you this is an honor to to perform where Eddie Murphy shot um, Delirious back in the day, one of my last shows there, which was great, and God bless his brother, was R. Kelly. I was opening that for R. Kelly at Constitution Hall, and where I, I stand an ovation before uh, he came out. And a lot of comics can't say they got to stand an ovation before they opened up for an R&B group or a rap group, and I have had the privilege to do both. But it's called Comedy and Crank. Um, Backyard Band is performing. We also got DJ Rico, who's going to be on the on the wheels. we also hosted by David Ruffin. But here's the lineup of comedians. Tony Woods, Pierre the Comedian, Mike Brooks, and still familiar. It's going to be a great show. Um, show starts at 7 p.m. promptly. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. That's June 19th. But here's what's crazy. I'm somewhere else the day before. So Saturday, June 18th, I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm going to show you. So I got to fly in on a red eye on the 18th, do a show, then leave out at 5 o'clock on Sunday to get to Washington, D.C., get there early in the morning. I'm going to sleep all day, get a massage, work out, and get ready for this show that night. But on June 18th, I mean, Saturday, June 18th, two shows, 8 and 10 p.m. Looks like that's going to be a rough night. Um, tickets at certifiedfunny.com at the, what is this called? The Silly Rabbit Comedy Club, which I think is hilarious, a crazy name, 99 45 Airline Highway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All right. Um, For information, um, dial 832-921-7288 for tickets. 
Um, listen, I always show mad love to so many people that have come across my life, um, people in all kinds of businesses, people who just do things, and I just really try to keep them in the loop. And what's so great about this, and I'm going to share it with you guys in two seconds. Right, first, if you're into candles and um, bath bombs, incense, I want you all to check out Maison du Jour, all right, Maison du Jour. It's, um, you can catch them on my um, Instagram. They spend everything to you from the best candles. Sometimes you go to store and buy candles, sit burning out in a day, or you can't really smell the, the, the candles. But Mijan Du Jour, ladies and gentlemen, and let them know that TK sent you and get yourself a 15% discount uh, when you order. All right, let me pull this up real quick so I can read it to you people real quick. Because guess what? There is no rush. This is my show. I can take my time. All right? I can take my time. So, Maison du Jour is spelled M-A-I-S-O-N-D-U-G-E-R. Maison du Jour.com. All right, scent the candles, the candle warmer combo. Enjoy the aroma of uh, 50 ounce scented wickless candles combined with our candle warmer for months of lasting fragrance without the flame. All right, scent the candles, candle warmer set. They, I mean, they got everything. All right, so make sure that you just be down and you just keep your, your house smelling good. And the reason why I tell people this is. A lot of people are listening has air wicks in their house. You plug them in, and you have these incense, and you don't know why you've been getting sinus infections. You don't know why you're, you're saying my allergies, my allergies. But anybody who has air wicks in their house, take them air wicks out your house because what they're not telling you is that air wicks have been causing sinus infections. It's giving people throat cancer. Is been giving people cancer because what people are not telling you those are oils that they have combined together. People, you're like, saying, here's what's so crazy. A lot of y'all got the airwicks in every room of your house and been doing it for years, not knowing why you have been sick. And some of y'all probably has probably had somebody pass away and not even know why they have passed away. Take the air wicks out your house and get candles or burn some incense, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, TK know what he's talking about. All right. If you're in the jewelry, Father's Day is coming. Start getting men ties and machines to run the house. Men like diamonds. Get a man a nice some, some earrings or a nice necklace. You don't have to spend a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen, to make a man happy. But you can get him a knife or something other than a goddamn, I'm tired. I'm just tired of all of that. You don't have to do that to the brothers. And what I want you to do is I want you to check out this young man who's been doing my jewelry. Now, you don't see me wearing a lot of jewelry, but I got it. And I rock it on certain times of the year because people know I, I believe in Staying low key and flex occasionally. So when I want to flex, I do my thing. And this is the guy I want y'all to go to. Hold on, let me get this right. If I can give you the proper information. Bam. Devon the jeweler, ladies and gentlemen. Bennett Jewelry. I LLC. Go to the link, all right, Bennett Jewelry LLC. See something that you like. Order it. Pick something out. Things are not too expensive. And if you got some of your still, some of your unemployment money from when the pandemic was popping off, you're working, you got a little bit of PPP money, SBA money, or you came into a few dollars and you really love your guy, 
do something different on Father's Day for him and get him something nice. He'll truly appreciate it. To my man, Hassan, to the young men around the world and women around the world, this is the TK Kirsten Podcast. Make sure you put the word to your friend that knows somebody who knows somebody and tell them about the show. We talk about everything you need to know to inspire you. Mr. Hassan, I'm sorry that I couldn't be at your show, but I hope this is showing you my appreciation of how I respect you and I wish you the best and I wish you continued success. And I'll stay in touch from time to time. And I'm always working about if I find a weekend that I see that I'm not working, you're doing something, I will be there to be supportive, okay? Thank you very much, man. This, right. Tell your dad uh, that I said thank you for introducing us. I hope that uh, he will appreciate what I just did. Um, I'll send you an episode um, as soon as they send it back to me. Um, shout out to Charlemagne the God, to the Breakfast Club, to the whole staff up in New York City. I truly appreciate everybody. This is the TK Kirkland Podcast. Live your life to the fullest, and may your pain be champagne. It's the TK Kirkland Podcast. Take care of yourself, family. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.